Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Good morning, everybody. Thank you very much for joining our results presentation where we hope to give you some insight into what lies behind a year of exceptional growth in terms of revenue and profits and what we see as the opportunity going forward. So we'll take you through our vision, which we've done some work on since we last met you, the highlights, the market opportunity, financial review, strategic update, summary and outlook, and then we'll have time for questions at the end. We keep working on this to get clearer and clearer about what it is that we're trying to do, both for our own internal direction, but also as we communicate out to the marketplace. So I, I think there is a global opportunity around marketing and personalization, and our job is to power that opportunity. We do it by following what we call the golden rule, which is treating people the way they want to be treated. If you think about it, that actually is what lies at the heart of personalization, giving people the best message, the best next offer, that you possibly can to enable our customers by following the golden rule to earn the loyalty of their customers. And we do this by being the personalization people. If you want to see the golden rule in practice, this is a highlight of that. Firstly, uh, as far as customers are concerned with the ASDA uh, reward scheme, we won the 2023 Retail Systems Technology Project of the Year. Um, and that's been a huge success and created great value for ASDA and for ourselves. Secondly, as far as our staff are concerned, the driver of all this is our people. And by treating them the way they would like to be treated, they recognize us as being a world-class place to work. And we are the seventh um, most attractive technology company to work for in the UK. And then finally, for shareholders, uh, we were recognized at the AIM Awards as being the growth stock of the year. So this is what we're trying to do by following the golden rule, by treating our staff, our customers, and our shareholders the way they want to be treated to create an exceptional business. We've had an exceptional year, 36% sales and EBITDA growth coming from all around the world, particularly in the USA and North America, with our first win in Singapore in the year. We completed our first acquisition successfully of Knots, and we've been delighted with how that has integrated into the business. The benefits that we're getting from a combined sales and marketing organization and the access it's given us to enhanced AI capabilities, which we'll talk much more about today. We've continued to invest in innovation, some 6.6 .6 million in 61 new features. And we are positive for the outlook, both in terms of the way in which we are performing, but also particularly the way in which the market is developing. So if you look at the marketing toolkit that the Eagle Eye Air platform unlocks and enables, at its core, it's a loyalty platform 
and it's about personalization. But in the year, with these items highlighted in purple, we've introduced new manifestations, new elements of the marketing toolkit. And of course, we've brought on personalized loyalty challenges through untie knots. So a significant enhancement and enriching of the product during the course of the year. You can see the the principal or the primary person that's taken up that use case. But of course, these use cases are now available for our salespeople to sell in order to win new business and for our account managers to sell in order to deepen existing contracts. The market, I'm always bullish about the market, as you know, the move to digital, the move to personalization, the move to loyalty. I think they've all been coming towards us ever since I've been talking to you about Eagle Eye. I think that's accelerated. Brad Banducci of Woolworths refers to a global mega trend. One of the key strategic things highlighted there in the green bubble is this move from mass promotions to personalized promotions. Carthor have said they want to double their spend on personalized promotions. And virtually every major retailer has a strategy to increase their spend on personalized promotions, moving from mass and untargeted to personalized and targeted and measurable. It's worth adding to that, that of course, all of this becomes more germane with the development of AI. What AI gives you is the capability to, in a more granular and precise way, work out the next best message or the next best offer, but then you've got to be able to execute it. And we are the execution guys. You know, we are the people who enable that personalization. So I think from an air point of view, Eagle Eye Air, I think this move and these developments are very beneficial. And also we're starting to open up our own AI capabilities as well, which I'll talk a bit more about later. And this starts to lead into that. As you know, we've talked about digital marketing as being a three-layer cake. At its base, you have data and data analytics. You then need to be able to take the next best message and the next best offer and execute it, the transaction layer. And then that has to come through to the consumer in some sort of experience, some sort of scheme, an app, a loyalty program, etc. And Eagle Eye concentrates in that middle layer and enables that until untie knots and the acquisition of untie knots. Now we are active in the data layer uh, with an AI-based offer picking engine. They are also active in the transaction layer as well as ourselves, and they provide a customer experience. So what that's doing is that's broadening our addressable market in the space that we operate in, particularly in the area of data, data analytics, and AI-based data analytics. And uh, just to highlight, 5% of our revenue today is being generated through Untie-Knots AI capabilities. So 2 million euros. Our strategy remains the same, and Lucy's going to take you through that now in terms of what we've achieved in the last year in conjunction with the financial performance So I'll hand over to Lucy. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Tim. 
So to start the presentation, I think that in summary, we've had a really strong year. I'm very proud of the performance of the business for FY23. We've had strong growth in terms of revenue, profitability and cash flow. And we set out to be a rule of 40 business. And as you can see from the numbers here, we're achieving that by some way. I'll talk more about the different KPIs as we go through the presentation. This next slide is illustrating our high growth subscription model. You can see over the last couple of years, we've grown our subscription revenue by over 40%. In this period, transactions and license fees accounted for 80% of the revenue, so the lion's share of the revenue going through the business. You can see there in FY21, the growth was lower. That was impacted by COVID. But over that three-year CAGA, we had a 27% growth, which is really strong. A big part of that growth is down to our ability to deepen accounts once we win them. So driving even more transactions through the platform or taking more use cases, which then subsequently drive transactions as well. Tim illustrated some of those upfront in the presentation. And that at the moment is accumulating to a net revenue retention rate of 137%. That plus a very low churn of 0.2% means that so long as we keep putting new wins in the hopper, that we're very comfortable that we should be achieving a recurring revenue growth rate in line with what we're demonstrating here in terms of the CAGA over that three-year period. So the customer strategy demonstrated by the numbers here, we've had good success in both win, transact and deepen in the period. Win-wise, there's some really notable uh, brands that we've won in the period across different geographies. So winning Morrison's on the last day of the year was a great achievement for the business. Hudson's Bay in Canada, uh, a well-known retailer in that market. IKEA in Taiwan and Indonesia. Uh, winning our first contract in Singapore with Untie Knots, which was, again, a great achievement after just putting somebody on the ground uh, less than 12 months ago. And we've just announced today the winning of a new um, Australian retailer. Uh, we should be able to announce um, more details on that in the next couple of months. Moving on to transact, we've had significant growth in transactions in the period, up 98%. Key contributors to that are threefold. Woolworths going full scale across all their stores in Australia during the year. The annualization of the US grocer that we won in the prior year. Not just the annualization, but the also more transactions through more channels has contributed to that significant growth. And last but not least, Asda Rewards, which has had a lot of recognition in the UK. We won that in FY22, and that's driven transactions during this period. Moving on to deepen an important part of our strategy. Things to note here, the relaunch of the coffee subscription with Pret has gone broader into loyalty. Waitrose and John Lewis combining uh, their loyalty programme. There should be more for, from that to come in terms of revenue in future periods. Mitchells and Butler, they have launched a staff reward scheme and staples have gone broader in the number of stores that they're operating in in the US. So overall, different customers, different geographies, being with us for different lengths of time, demonstrating different use cases. So great examples of how we can deepen accounts with the business. 
In terms of the numbers on the right-hand side, you can see that all lines of the revenue model have moved forward, but particularly notable transaction fees growing by 63%, really demonstrating the power of those big enterprise accounts once they start putting transactions through the platform and using the platform more. Also noting on this slide, Eagle Eye itself grew by 29%, Untie Knots contributing 2.2 million to the growth in this period. That represents six months of trading during the period. So moving on to international growth, it's worth highlighting this is a really important part of our strategy. If you looked at this map a couple of years ago, there probably would have been three locations on the diagram. We've grown significantly in that period, but most notable in the period has been the North American contribution growing by over 100% and now contributing over 50% of our revenue. It's very important, this strategy around a pipeline as we get broader uh, opportunities to uh, reach different customers. And Tim will talk about the impact of that in a later slide. So moving on to the income statement, I've talked about the top line. Our gross margin has moved forward one percentage point. That's due to SMS being a lesser percentage of the overall uh, revenue in the period. Our net operating expenses have grown by 39%. The key contributor to cost is staff costs. Our staff numbers have gone from roughly 200 this time last year to 250 now. In addition, the impact of our people coming in in FY22 were very back-end loaded. So we've both got the annualization of that cost, but also on top of that, the new 50 people coming into the business. The key area for investment in the period has been really operations, which has been twofold. One, the delivery people to deliver the higher amount of professional services that we've got in the business. But secondly, the investment in operations linked to that slide that I've just shown you. We need to have a customer support and coverage across 24-7 now as we're operating from the UK to New Zealand. So that is an investment in this period that hopefully in future periods we'll see the operational leverage coming through. I talked last year about infrastructure costs and having to invest a bit ahead of the curve last year and hope that that would flow through in future periods. That has done so. Our infrastructure costs have just grown by 23%, so significantly lower than the top line in the period. And we continue to invest in the product 6.6 million, a growth of 27%. 39% of that is capitalised and we amortise over a three-year period. So just over two million has gone through the amortisation line in the period as well. I'll talk more about what we spent our money on in the next slide. So our adjusted EBITDA margin was 20%, but within that, Untie Knots contributed, their margin was 4%. So therefore, Eagle Eye has contributed more. So their margin has gone up year on year. Um, it's, which is an important part of our strategy. As we move forward and Untie Knots grows its top line, that margin will be moving forward more like the Eagle Eye model. The significant growth in cost below EBITDA really point to the acquisition of Untie Knots, which happened in January. Key things to note here, first of all, the 1.3 million of one-off acquisition costs and also the amortisation of the intangible also accounted for 1.3 million in the period, which speaks to the majority of that growth compared to last year. Moving down to the bottom line, EPS has grown from 2.12p to 4.25p. So important move forward in terms of our profit as well. 
We're very proud of the cash performance during the period as well. This is improved year on year, but particularly notable in this period is now we're generating the level of profit that we are that is flowing down. Our cash inflow in the period was 5.7 million compared to an inflow last year of 2.8 million. But also on top, we had to pay for the untie knots acquisition cost. So actually, if you add that back in, 2.8 million compares to 7 million on a normalized basis. Our operating cash flow has improved significantly. We had 139% cash conversion in the period. You can see the reconciliation there, which I won't go through. Also notable in the pinky colour there is the untie knots elements of 7.1 net equity issue proceeds netting against the 7.6 acquisition cost, which is both the cost of the business, but also the cash element of the deal as well. Also to highlight our facility with HSBC is still there of 5 million plus a 2.5 million accordion. It's in place on November 24 and we're beginning discussions now on what that needs to be in terms of going forward. So moving on to innovation, as I touched on before, we spent 6.6 million on the product in the periods. That's a move forward of 27%. Innovation is really important. It's at the heart of what we do and really is important to add value to our customers. It's what they expect when they buy the product, but also why they stay with us as well. So we've added 60 new features during the period. Uh, you could see some of those use cases in the examples that Tim showed up front. But just to give you some further examples, we've added new promotion types, particularly around quest campaigns with extended product capabilities, particularly notable in the period was around message at till. And we've increased ways that retailers can reward their customers and social um, behavioral rewards have been particularly important during this period. The next thing to talk about really has been the enhancement of the platform to cope with the scale and the speed that the platform needs to operate in to deliver against the customers that we provide a service for. It's particularly important that these days um, when you have cloud technologies, you don't just have cloud technologies, but you take use of the additional benefits that that has. So we've added functionality during the period to support that scale. So Looker and BigQuery used to improve our reporting, PubSub to improve the scalability of our messaging to customers, and Terraform, which is about the standardization of the platform build. So really optimizing our, our technologies and cloud technologies to enhance the, pro the product itself. And then just to note on the right-hand side, We've had 6.7 billion API calls a month going through the platform at the moment, which is about a threefold increase on in what it was doing this time last year. So that element of increasing the stability and the speed of the platform is very, very important. And the last point to mention on this slide really has been around the introduction of the Eagle Eye Academy, which has served a good purpose both for employees and customers so they know how to use the enhancements in the platform and can improve their use going forward. And then last but not least from me has been around ESG. It's important for us to focus on this, not only to make the business a better place for our people, but also the consideration for shareholders as well as these elements become increasingly important. 
We're pretty light in terms of the E element of ESG. We outsource clearly the big element of the platform infrastructure costs to Google. So we work with them to understand what they're doing around their, their carbon offset, et cetera, which they take very seriously. But within our control at Eagle Eye, we um, offset our carbon um, element through the planting of trees, which is also massively appreciated by our employees who often also get their spades and also plant some trees in relation to that activity as well. Social is rarely where we can make a difference. And new things this year has been the introduction of Purple Pride, which really celebrates the diversity of the business alongside Purple Women that we introduced two years ago now. We've introduced from the HR team, Purple Managers Training, where they have bespoke Eagle Eye Purple Training, different modules that they attend throughout the year, and also Purple Pathways, which is, which is the introduction of a career pathway for every single employee at Eagle Eye, which was introduced during the year as well. We continue to support 52 Lies as a charity raising over £30,000 uh, this year for them. Moving on to governance, we follow the QCA code, but importantly, this year we've increased the diversity and independence of the board. Charlotte Strenner joined us as AC chair and Ned, following on from Bill Curry during the period and has added great value so far into the business. And we introduced last week the change of chair as Malcolm retires from the business as he's been with us since pre-IPO and Ander Kirkhoff joins us and we'll take over from Malcolm after the AGM in November. I'll hand back over to Tim to uh, give us an update on the strategic update. Thanks very much indeed, Lucy. The three things that I'm going to concentrate on in terms of moving forward are driving our win rate, talk about M&A, and talk about and introduce you to Eagle AI. The first thing that we've done is we've put untie knots into the sales and marketing organization at Eagle Eye. That has been brilliant for them. They're a 5 million euro business who's getting the, the sales and marketing heft of a 40 million sales organization. That's a tremendous scaling advantage. It's you know one we've been through ourselves. When we were down at that sort of single digit million revenues, our marketing was just non-existent, really. So it's made a very significant difference to them on the speed at which they can accelerate. Uh, we've got them in front of a lot of new people. They've got us in front of new people, particularly in France, and I've been very encouraged by some of those conversations. And the other thing that's worth saying is that it has reignited conversations with businesses who know us, who like us, now have a new reason to speak to us, and actually may well have ended up talking to us more about air than they did um, about challenges or the untie knots challenges, albeit it was challenges that got us in. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there to, um, to, to improve. And as Lucy showed earlier on, you know, more people, better people in more places. We became a Google Marketplace partner this year. I went out to Sunnyvale with some members of the exec to sit down with some members of the Google senior team for two or three days to go through how we could work together. This is very much the approach that the cloud business of Google takes, that they work with partners and they try and sell with and through partners. 
they were very excited about Eagle Eye. And the reason that they were very excited about Eagle Eye is because if you have a vision of the increasing role and increasing importance of AI in your, your universe, then you need Eagle Eye. You need the air platform because what you need, there's no, it's no good being able to work out in infinite detail the next best message or the next best offer if you then can't get it through to somebody and then measure it and refine it and get more data. You know, AI is all about data and Eagle Eye is a tremendous source of generating data and then delivering personalization. So they were very, very, uh, I was frankly surprised about how, um, how sort of energized they were by the opportunity. We've been working with them all over the world. I saw them in Singapore and New Zealand and Australia last week. They've hosted receptions for us in those places to invite prospects and clients. Uh, it's going very well. I'm, I'm very pleased. I think it's a big opportunity for us. And we are working on some prospects who have been introduced to us by them. The net of all that is that the pipeline of qualified leads is up 61% on where it was this time last year. More leads, more places, more people managing those leads. I think it's, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah, so looking at untie knots, if you look on the left-hand side, those were the sorts of things that we thought would be delivered, thought we would get as a result of doing this deal. And I think we haven't been disappointed. In terms of where we are, we were very determined that we wouldn't sort of get into a load of complexities of a group and reporting. And so it runs as a separate entity based in Paris, and it develops its product, produces its product. Where it comes together is in the sales and marketing organization. We generate leads for them. We manage those leads. We get sales accepted leads. They then bring in the experts on the challenges program. I think that's all working very well. And that's exactly the process that we went through uh, in Singapore. So it was a lead that was created by Eagle Eye nurtured by Eagle Eye, supported and informed by Anti-Knots and delivered by that combined team and signed by the Eagle Eye account director. Most importantly, they have given us AI capabilities. Every single challenge is set using AI. Today, Anti-Knots are selling AI services as part of the challenges program to Carrefour, to Leclerc, to Auchan, to other major retailers around the world. It accounts for about 5% of Eagle Eye's total revenue, about 2 million euros. And that, I think, is a huge opportunity for us going forward. And then that brings me on to the subject of AI. So the first thing, and I've already alluded to this, is the platform that our loyalty and personalized offers run on is called Air, and a colleague of ours, coined the rather pithy phrase, AI needs air. And that's the story I told you about Google and why they're keen. I think it's very beneficial for our business, this development into AI. The core air platform is more relevant today than it ever has been. The second thing is that clearly we need to embrace AI and use it as the next tool to run our business in the better, simpler, cheaper way that we try and do things. 
so that we can generate this 20% EBITDA, we can keep investing in growth above 20%, and we can get inherent productivity into the business, which means that we can invest in sales and marketing. So we're doing a lot of work. Lucy alluded to some of that work in last year's investments, but we are doing a lot of work to try and improve our business by using AI tools and AI capabilities in all areas, product development, QA, marketing, HR, literary, investigating and exploring everywhere, led by our senior leadership team within the business. And then finally, Eagle AI. Now, this is the untie knots AI-based offer picking capability. But the reason I've called it Eagle AI, and we've used this combination of Eagle Eye and Untie Knox colors, is to show that this is a joint entity for the whole organization. And to just break it out and make sure that you're aware that we've got it, but that we're managing it and nurturing it and developing it. Just to give you a bit of a flavor, So they have a customer data loyalty platform, which they ingest the loyalty data from their clients into. And then what they do is they apply these algorithms. Now, you can see here that there's seven algorithms that they're applying. They're always developing more. But basically, the retailer has the ability with a slider to up the amount of thanking they're doing, to down the amount of stretching they're doing, to change the amount of thank, the amount of stretch, to manage their budgets, um, to introduce products to people which they think they're going to like, although they don't actually buy. And all of this is going on all at the same time. And this is why you need AI to do it. I mean, this is machine learning. This This is not cognitive AI. But nevertheless, to be running these seven mathematical calculations in tandem is a big ask and that's what we're doing at the moment for challenges and what we're developing as the next stage is to develop that for promotions so we already picked challenges for the businesses i described we're going to create the ability to pick promotions that will then open up eagle ai as an opportunity for any retailer in the world whether they are an eagle eye or an untinox customer or not who are doing uh, uh, personalized promotions uh, and, and want to move to AI-based analytics. I think it's a very significant opportunity for us indeed, and it increases potentially dramatically our addressable market. We will talk to you more about that later in the year, early next year, uh, at a Capital Markets Day, and we'll be launching it to our clients at NRF, which is the big trade show in New York in January. So looking at the outlook then, that leads back to this point, I think, about a great market just got better. So, you know, we're in a very, very nice space. We've come into the year with strong ARR, good momentum. I think that's great. We're encouraged by the acquisition of untie knots both in its own right, but giving us the confidence to look at other acquisitions to accelerate our growth going forward, and particularly to, if possible, to either deepen our capabilities or to increase our addressable market. 
and trading at this stage of the year is in line with board expectations. So uh, I, I hope you agree it was a good year. And I hope that you also see that we've got great opportunity and with any luck, some new opportunities as well to, to add to the already uh, very positive story. Thank you very much for your time, everybody. I hope we did give some uh, insight and some color. Um, we're very lucky. We're in a great market and a market that in my view just got better. A market which I think we have the capability and skills that we can increase our influence over, make, you know, make more of that market addressed, addressable by us. And I think, I hope you agree that set against that fortunate positioning, we're executing pretty well. And, you know, we just aim to get better and better at the way we execute uh, and, and, you know, and, and keep growing um, against this tremendous backdrop. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.